Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Welcome back. Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Your trusted partner since 1904 is Stockyards Bank. Visit Stockyards Bank website at syb.com. I am Anthony White along with Larry Vaught and Van Hiles talking U.K. football bye week. Get ready for the volunteers to come to town, return the favor of of the uh, drubbing they put on us down there in, uh, in Knoxville last year. We have them in town this weekend at 730? 730? 7, I believe, isn't it? 7 kickoffs. I think it's 7 I believe I'm not, I'm not popping. But what I want to know from you and Van – Okay, Tennessee roared out on what was ahead of Alabama, 14-0? Yeah. 13-0, 14-0, and then just yep. kind of collapsed. Was that as bad as the collapse Kentucky had against Missouri? And does that make uh, – <laughs> was that a good thing for Kentucky to have Tennessee do that and maybe be feeling a little sorry for itself coming up this Saturday night? Van? Man, it's – it's just interesting the words that fans use. They say collapse. I don't know if that was a collapse or Alabama started executing better than Tennessee did. It's a matter of, you know, there's ebbs and flows in games, and and when players don't execute and the other team executes better, it just happened. I, like the Missouri game last week, was that – us collapsing in the fourth quarter or us not executing and getting penalized and giving them short fields, special teams not being special. It's a whole bunch of things that happened because I think a lot of people fail to realize it was 21-20 going to the fourth quarter. So I'm not sure that collapse is the right word. I don't think Tennessee collapsed. I will say this. Every week is a new week for these college kids, 18- to 22-year-olds. Trust me, I lost 10 games in a row. Every week was different. So I'm not sure um, if it's good or bad because this week is going to be a different week. Yeah, I, I, I watched it, and uh, and I think that's where Kentucky fa- uh, the fans are getting frustrated with us. Is And I don't know if we're ever going to reach there. Maybe, maybe I'd like to get your opinion, Larry. You watch a lot of football in the bluegrass. Is that our fan base don't think we can reach that Georgia level or that, 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 uh, that uh, Alabama level. And that's, that's a, that is another stratosphere level. Like that, that, that focus, concentration, willingness to tune in when things, you know, that Michael Jordan, that Kobe Bryant, when things get tough, they get even tougher and they lock in. 
there's not a lot of people on the earth like that. And Alabama seems to be able to do it. And that's what happened to me. When I was watching the Tennessee-Alabama game, that's what it seemed like. When Tennessee needed something, Alabama just locked in. Not saying that Alabama was playing around with them the first half, but when it was time to lock in, Tennessee needed plays, and they couldn't make them because Alabama wouldn't allow them to. And then because I just think Alabama just stays the course. They just keep on never too high, never too low. We always got a chance to come back. So I don't know of Kentucky. So my question is, I don't is that is that is something different for our fan base to want us to be like Alabama and Georgia. That is going to take some time. That is going to take some culture changing. That is going to take Deion Walker and those guys teaching the people behind them, teaching the people behind them, teaching the people behind them that this is the culture. We focus in practice. We focus in games. It's going to take another six, seven years to get that culture because now uh. we're just getting used to winning. We're not used to being focused in winning. We're just being used to having the good athletes, guys who can win. Yeah. It's going to take a while to, to get that mindset. Is, is it similar, guys, to kind of like what Penn State faces when they go up against Michigan and Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, want, they want to be there, want to be up there, and they get there, they, can't, they just can't do it. Yeah. You, like I said, you watch like the Texases, even Ohio State. And Texas is just now coming around. But Ohio State is like the, you watch Ohio State all the game. Oh, we had them. You always got Ohio State, but they're never going to bend. They're never going to break. you never break. get them. Yeah, you never get them because they, they're used to, look, in the fourth quarter, we know they're going to start uh, panicking and laboring to get production. We're just going to sit back and make it like Van said. We're just going to make routine plays. So, uh, uh, I, Okay, let me, now let, let me ask you this. So this week, with Tennessee, it's it's not a it's not a must win for Stoops because he's got nine million a year through twenty thirty one. So I mean, I mean there are no more must wins in his vocabulary. But is it a must win to keep the Kentucky fan base for the rest of this year? I, I yeah, I think I think most of them going forward are a must win. The only one we actually I think we can drop and people will be fine with is Alabama. And I know what Van's going to say. I, I could. I know what Van's going to say. No, but. Not even only is this a must-win because it's the next game, I believe even if things had went differently against Missouri, this game would still be right a, a, a radar on the radar as as a big game. Van, uh, I I don't know how differently you feel about the impact of this game. I I, I mean, I think this game is important for the players' confidence, um, and that confidence is going to exude to the fans. I think the fans want this game. I'm not sure the fans believe in this game, though. I, I really yeah. don't think they believe that we can – because they're going to say, well, the last two weeks show that, well, we're not going to beat Tennessee. Well, the, but football is funny. Tennessee lost to Florida. I think we conveniently forget about that. And a lot of people say, oh, Florida's not good. Well, Florida is – I think they're tied for second in the conference right now. Uh, I feel this way. This is why I feel comfortable now is I truly believe that we have the talent now to hold up in this conference more than we have ever had. So let's, let's see what happens. Let's see how this extra week gets us healthy and get Trevor Wallace back and, and get the guys back, and hopefully they have realized what lays in front of them, and hopefully they come out and prepare and play well because the difference in this team in the last, Remember these, these games years ago when we have a bad game against Georgia, we will come out slow. We came out fast against a Missouri. So now we just got to maintain that a whole 60 minutes and hopefully come out with a win this week. 
We are going to get the phone lines lined back up. We're going to get back to the phone lines. Uh, I will say this before we get uh, to the phone lines, though. I, I do think it, it bodes well for us. Uh, the Tennessee coming off of an Alabama game before they play us. But let's get to the phone lines. Jeff, how's it going this morning? How's it going, guys? How you doing? We're doing good. Mr. Mr. Riles, hope you're doing well. I just want to say, first of all, before I get to football, I want to congratulate the volleyball team last week and on their win at Tennessee 3-0. They went and swept them. They, they, uh, they, uh, they got Arkansas today, and they're really good, so hopefully they can get a win in Rupp Arena. Um, about the football team, didn't watch a lot of football yesterday, but I did, I did watch a little bit of the Bama-Tennessee game. This is on the radio. It was 20-7 to at the half, and they outscored Tennessee 27 to nothing in the second half. To win thirty four to, I think they executed better on offense. I, I know they made adjustments for the second half. I don't Tennessee made any, but I know the saving of them did. And surely I know that's what that's what prepared them to to win over Tennessee. I think Tennessee can be beaten. I mean, any team can be beaten, but um, people down here don't think they can. But uh, you know, and all that stuff. But uh, but uh, I did want to ask Larry. Larry, did, did you get that stuff I sent you about about what Adam said to uh, Marrow? Yeah, sure did. I mean, that's good. That's good. I hope it's on the bulletin board this week because of what he said. I, I, you, you can tell, man. Man, what, what, is, I don't know if you know who John Adams is. He writes, he covers Tennessee for the Knoxville paper. He's a columnist. He said that yeah. he said Kentucky football. He said Kentucky football man is like Vanderbilt. Only thing is, we've got a bigger fan base and a bigger football stadium. Wow. We, we, we think we think about that. <laughs> and that's what, that's what hey. John, John Adams said. But of course, I, I told Larry he ought to retire or expire, and I'll choose number two for him. He'll choose number two. He can go ahead and expire and go ahead and let somebody else, let somebody else ride. But uh, I hope they can win Saturday. I, I know it's a night game, so I know people are uh, are, are uh, probably pretty pretty excited. I know it's sold out and everything. But uh, I didn't want to ask you guys, are you surprised that Missouri took, took out South Carolina as easy? He's easy. I saw that score yesterday, and I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Our thank you for the call, Jeff. We're going to talk about a couple of those things. I I still go back to we didn't have Will Levis last year, but I and, and I got on some people last night on uh, on X on Twitter that our fan base, <laughs> uh, Madge, one of uh, one of Mark Mark Berger's really good friends I met through through the uh, through the Berger family was we constantly got to we constantly have to uh, prove ourselves to our fan base. When other fan bases mm. just blindly being led by their team, like South mm. Carolina has no reason. South Carolina has no mm. reason to boast and brag, but our fan base, oh, we're worried about South Carolina. We're worried. Why do we got to continually try to prove ourselves to our fan base when we haven't done anything wrong? Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, go, go ahead. Because of my one in ten season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I. I, I, I just – I don't know. I, that, that is just kind of rough, Larry. You know, here's here's two things this week that I've learned. I've learned that our fan base is going to expect more out of us no matter what. If we go 11-1, and one, damn, wow, we shouldn't have lost that one. And the other, other isn't thing – that what you want? I, who, me or our fan base? That's what you want, those big expectations, though, because for years the knock was – uh, Kentucky, if they win six games, everybody's happy. They'll go to a bowl game, party like they're winning the national championship. Now the bar has been raised. Isn't that what you want? 
Yeah, but be realistic. Like you, you just gonna you can't complain do both to, if you're a fan. My mother's the only person. <laughs> I know. So you're you're an analyst. You you you've got to start thinking of how a fan thinks. They don't think logically. That's what makes them fans. Fact. That's what makes them pony up. My mother is the only person I know. I <laughs> uh, just caught that. <laughs> My mother is the only person I know that no matter what gift you give her, it could have been bigger. It should have been this color. Oh, wow. It should have it's all. It's always something. Why would you – I bought her a diamond bracelet when I was playing. Why would you, you buy me? You shouldn't have – I would rather you just bought me some plants or something. I'm like, all right, here, I'll take it. No, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'm just saying. Uh I, but here in the, I, I, the other point I was going to say I did learn this week, and I know Mark. I mean Mark Stoops wants people to pony up so we can get more Jimmys and Joes off the NIL money because he can't pay the money out of his pocket, which Matt Jones eloquently mm-hmm. uh, educated the listeners on last week, and I posted about that. Is that the uh, Mark's the the games have been sold? Every game has been sold out this year. So we're we're supporting. They are they are they are digging in their pockets. They're supporting. Yeah, but now sell, if sell we, out the stadium doesn't help NIL. Well, I, no, I understand that. I'm telling you this: he can't ask us for nothing else because if we are in the stadium waiting for you to win, you do do a little something. We are here. Yeah. What more can we do yeah, besides right. give you money? We are here supporting. It ain't like we turned our back on you. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. I think that was one of the do overs Mark could have maybe had. I think, but sometimes we just say things. When you kind of blurt it out and you get a little mad and you blurt it out and you wish you could. Th- that's one thing I always liked about writing. You go back and edit. <laughs> Talking, you can't go back and edit because it's already out there. <laughs> go ahead, man. No, I, I just think it's this, man. I think some fans want to have it both ways, right? And I think that's what I took from, from Coach Stoops is that a lot of people talk a lot of stuff about why we're not here and why we're not there. Are you helping out? Are you trying to help us get over that hump? Because it's easy to sit here on on the couch and on the phone and say stuff. Are you giving money to the program to help us get better players? I think that's really what he's trying to get at. To get over a hump, we're going to have to elevate the program even more than what it is. We got the phone lines lit back up. We don't want to put them up against the break. So when we come back, we'll hit the phone lines, get in line, 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Get in line. We're going to hit the phone lines when we come back. You are listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back, Stockyards Bank, Sunday Morning Sports Talk. I am Anthony White, along with Larry Vaught and Van Hiles on phone from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We are going to get to the phone lines. If you want to join, you can also join the phone lines, 859-280-2287. Let's head to the phone lines. And good morning, Brad. How's it going? Good morning, Good morning, Brad. guys. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Good morning. Uh Got a little cold, was in Lexington last weekend with that weather swing, but um, down in Florida, and I was at the game. Um, to answer the question, I think Big B in is all in on this football team, and we, I mean, we desperately want to see them finish this season out in a positive way. Watched a lot of football yesterday. It's very clear, and I have a lot of confidence in Lee and Colm and, and Larry, but we've got to pick up the tempo here. It just looks like these other teams in the top ten 
are moving faster. The quarterback plays such a key role. And, you know, they're getting to the line faster. They're making things happen. It just doesn't seem like we've been aggressive enough on offense to me. I know Ray Davis has done a great job. Just want to get your comments on that. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Brad. Uh, yeah, Van, that's one thing that's been kicked around. Even the uh, the, the the national uh, commentators were talking about that last week, and apparently there's been some people who work with Devin Leary at NC State that says that the way to go with him is tempo. Is, is, is Liam who he is? Is Liam coming to his playbook and he's going to run it? Is Mark Stoops just still Mark Stoops and we want to shorten the game? We want to be low risk, run the clock. Uh, what, 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 are we, what do we have coming out of uh, out of this bye week? As Brad said, the fan base is still in. They're still sold on us. It's for us to keep them uh, interested. Yeah, that, that's a that's interesting. When um, in 2021, no one was complaining about, <laughs> about the pace of play. In 2021, we were doing better as offense. Uh, this all this offense needs is to be able to convert on third down. If we do that, this offense will be better. Um, we have done a poor job of converting on third down, which means less plays, which means less opportunities for um, for Devin Leary to get a little more comfortable with his receivers. That's the problem. It's just the ability to convert on third down. We have been god-awful, honestly, on both sides of the ball. So um, I'm not sure that we're going to go like even Tennessee has slowed down this year. I'm not sure we have the personnel to do it because we're kind of short at the wide receiver position. As I was saying earlier, usually wide receivers tap out. They don't have anybody to tap out to. So I'm not sure if we're able to do it, um, and I'm not sure that's the reason why we're unsuccessful. Uh, here go a couple stats. Uh, Larry probably may defer to you, but here's a couple stats based off what you said and based off what we've been looking at. Tennessee's is – is giving up 33% on third down. They're, they're, teams are converting against them at 33%, which ain't really good at all. They are giving up 109 yards rushing. Can we can we eclipse that? And 201 passing. The 201 passing is what I'm a little bit concerned about. 109 yards rushing uh, with a three-yard three, three per attempt average. I think we can double that. And so I, th- I think that's where everybody's asking for passing. But looking yeah. at what Tennessee is allowing, I think we can get two bills on them rushing. Their run defense has looked awful good when I've watched them, Anthony. They haven't played against Ray Davis. Fair Let point. Let me see what they did against. Uh, go ahead, uh, Van. Uh, 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 you, was, is it the factor of the teams they're playing against that the teams are only converting at 33% on third down? I would say this. Tennessee defense has improved. And if they win on first down, it's going to be tough on us because they have good pass rushes. If we get in third and seven or longer, it's going to be difficult. Um, and I, so, as you were saying, I think that run game is going to be very important, very important. Or we do play action pass on first down that, that get us in second and five or, or shorter. So then we can really run and, and, and pound them with, with the run on second and short and third and short. If we get a third and long this year, it's going to be a long game. Alabama rushed for 176 on 42 carries. Uh, Cleveland had one, uh, 117 on 27 carries. I don't know. I don't know, Larry. I'm, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I don't think 
And it's kind of funny, like you, everybody's looking back now at the Florida game, and was Florida really that good? Florida, Florida was good. Are we really that good <laughs> of a team that we beat Florida? So it's, that's kind of the consistency I'm talking about if Stoops wants to so make you, that next you, turn. Are you doubting? Am I doubting the Tennessee game? Down in the Kentucky's as good as they look beating Florida. No, I think we are fans for that. We haven't played a good. We haven't played a good ball game yet. We haven't played a mistake-free no. game, and we no. haven't even we haven't even done anything offensively in the past game. If they wake up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Monday morning or Saturday morning, decide, you know what? We are some ballers. <laughs> we, we, can see, we can see a way better team than that beat Florida. But as of this point, we keep, like he said, we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. And uh, what, what if they wake up and think, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were, and we've got to work a little bit harder and pay more attention to the little details? Mm. Why, can't they just, why can't they say those same things and tell themselves, we are good, doggone it, and slap yourself in the face and say, yep, we, we just got to prove it. When I let myself down, that's the first thing I do, look myself in the mirror, and I have slapped myself in the face. Like, what the hell are you thinking? Pow! Slap myself. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's what they got to do. They, I, I'm just not sure today's generation thinks like that anymore. We got to make mm. them think like that. Yeah, you got to make them think like that. Jake says they don't ever consider thinking like that. What's the well, – you remember – you know who John Henderson is, speaking to Tennessee Volunteers? Yeah. John Henderson, have yeah. you ever seen that Jacksonville Jaguar <laughs> film of him getting ready for the game? And the trainer had to slap him, and the trainer slapped mm. him, and it didn't draw blood, and he called him a punk and told him to slap him again. And then and now he was bleeding. Okay, yeah. And, and John Henderson's like 6'7". Yeah, he's a big, he's a big guy. That's the kind, to, those are the type of players. <laughs> those are the type of players. Look, <laughs> we're going to continue to talk a little bit more about Kentucky. We may transition to a little bit of basketball before we get Miss Peak on. Get your phone calls in, 859-280-2287. You are listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk. Presented by the Leach Report Radio Network on 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk. This hour, Stockyards Bank, is brought, Sunday morning sports talk is brought to you by Country Boy. I am Anthony White along with Larry Vaught and Van House. Uh, Larry Case tweeted in or X'd in, whatever it's called now, uh, on social media and says, this, no, is this a must win for players to buy in with the transfer portal these days? Players possibly jumping on the transfer bandwagon if we don't win this one. Uh, Larry Vaught kind of looked a little surprised and didn't give an answer by his look, Van Howe. So I'm kind of curious as to, I got my take, I'm kind of curious as to, what do you think? Do you think this game hurts transfers in or out? Man, different age. Good question because I've never had to deal with this. 
for me, I'm thinking transfer portal is all about playing time. Like, is there somewhere I can go that's a good program that I can play? If we have an open spot, I would think we're still in, in an attractive destination spot. That's just me, though. I'm not sure. And a lot of people, uh, Larry, I, I saw you give me that look. And Van said the exact same thing. I said, uh, <laughs> and uh, in turn, uh, Jake seems to feel like, well, if we're trending in the wrong direction. No, if you're trending in the wrong direction, there's likely going to be some guys that are playing that probably maybe as teammates or maybe as a fan base feel like shouldn't get as much playing time, which would lend for somebody else to transfer in. But I don't. I don't think people care, honestly, to be completely honest with these, like we talk about going on break these guys these days. I don't really think they care about playing or winning as much as they care about playing. Now, you, if you play really well, like if you're Harrison, Max Harrison, and you're playing really well, getting interceptions, your, your stock is rising, all honesty, I don't think you really care if you win or lose. You should. But there, if, you, if, you're, if your stock is high for the draft, what, what matters if he goes 6-6? Six six? What is it? Why would he be, oh, I want to leave? No, man, I got six picks. So you're saying winning doesn't really matter to today's athlete. I can't see it. And they, I mean, you're the one who said it before we went to break that uh, how are you going to get guys to do this with NIL and all this yeah. other thing? No, I, I just think in the, in the, on the, adversely when people talk about uh, why would people come to Kentucky as a recruit or transfer to Kentucky, because the worst we do, that tells that player, hey, you need me. And Vince is going to be right in their ear saying, if they say, well, what happened to you down the stretch, man? We didn't, you know, we didn't have this. We didn't we have had, that. We didn't have to. Yeah. happen. Okay. If you yeah. come, these things have changed. So, uh, I don't know. I don't. So, to answer uh, Mr. Case's question, I don't think it really, really hurts. Or, or, or Larry, does this game from the, does this game affect the the players? recruits or the players on the team going for it. Like if we lose this one, we wind up five and three. Does that, well, I was going to say yes, but I, you've talked me out of it now. No, I, I mean, does it, does it kill the morale? <laughs> or is there any, is there any bounce? Is there any bounce back? If we, if we get five and three, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little delusional because I watched my grandson lose a sixth grade game and cry for 20 minutes because he was so heartbroken. Maybe I just think is it, it Players that get older are still going to care like that. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. So, so, and the more you say it and explain it, it does. I mean, you're, you're probably right. I guess I'm thinking back to the days. So, but when you played, when you and Van played, if you all lost, you cared. Yeah. You weren't right. happy, guys. To, I mean, I, you weren't even really fun to interview. <laughs> you, got, you did it, but you didn't. You weren't. You weren't full. Of, you weren't quote machines because you were not happy. I don't. Now you're right. I don't see as much of that today. Yeah, as I said, I think is for getting to the next level. Uh, Van, before we transition over to basketball, uh, I think my last kind of take on this whole thing is, do we recover from a 5-3 and three start? Will we be able to recover? As a player, as coaches, even as a fan base, are, are they still on the bandwagon if we drop this one this weekend? The fan base is a little tougher than the players. I think, you know, we played. Every week is a different week. Once that once Monday hits, you kind of flush that Saturday game out and you start preparing for the next game. Um, so I would say the players will be able to flush it. Now, I don't know if the fans will be able to because now they got to hear their their rivals and the fans on 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 Twitter um, bookmarking their tweets and coming back at them strong. So fans will have a harder time adjusting for sure. But 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 the great thing about the fan base. 
if Kentucky does deep beat Tennessee, fan base is back on the ten and two wagon and beating Alabama, and tearing, <laughs> tearing the goalposts down. And that's what that's what right. fans do. They'll be the bandwagon will be overloaded again if if you can For beat sure. Tennessee. But maybe that's a big if. Maybe it's not. Sometimes I've watched Tennessee and they look really good. Sometimes I watch them; they haven't looked so good. But I've watched them a lot of years against Kentucky, and they usually look really good against Kentucky. <laughs> well, uh, well. Speaking of the bandwagon, let's check in with the bandwagon. The phone lines are getting back lit. We hey, we want to hear from you. Eight five nine two eight zero two two eight seven. The leader of the bandwagon. I haven't heard this. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard, haven't heard from this while. guy in a long time. Dennis, how's it going this morning? Great, how are we? Doing good. Good, good. Uh, I've been out here listening, but uh, as you know, I haven't called for a while. But, you know, I'm, a couple things here. One, I'm, everybody's talking about tempo. Well, you know, how can you play What's the use in playing up-tempo if you're if – everybody talks about helping Leary out. Well, how's that going to help out? Larry, if the receivers aren't catching the football, it's not. That's just putting your defense back on the field quicker. Uh, my whole take is it's got to be Ray Davis. I mean, they went away from him in the Missouri game. I thought that first quarter, I thought Davis going to be over 200 yards again. And what do we do on the what? The third drive, we come out with a with a uh, bomb to to Barry on Brown that hasn't – has he caught one of those? I mean, have we connected on one of those this year? I mean, it's just – that, that's what frustrates me. I mean, I mean, you got you got to ride with Ray Davis. I mean, that to me, I, I was, he, he's the best running back in SEC. He's one of, the, one of the best running backs I've ever seen at UK. Um, so that, that, that's my theory there. Um, I think we can beat Tennessee – we're going to have to play a good football game, a disciplinary, a disciplined football game. And I think, from what I've seen in Alabama, they don't scare me. Uh, I think we can beat both those teams, but we got to be on our A game. If we're not, we'll get beat. I mean, we can we can we can win out these next five games, or we can lose these next five games. So it's just about, all about Kentucky and so, how they so want to play. You're 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 already on that ten and two bandwagon, right, Dennis? Well, I'm not on the ten. <laughs> Let's put it this way: I, I and I, I'm a guy that goes by my gut, and I and I hope I'm wrong. But beginning this season, I thought this was a before the season began. I I said seven to five to five and seven, and uh, Ooh, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I <laughs> know okay. uh, that's just my gut feeling, but I'm a, I'm hoping I'm wrong, and I hope they I hope they do turn out to be ten and two, and they they can be. But it's all on Kentucky right now. It's what it's what it's it's, it's all about. Discipline, you know, playing discipline football and uh, and uh, improving uh, on the passing game, which leads to my next question. It's obvious. I'm gonna get y'all's take on this. Devin Leary is a senior. It's obvious. It looks as though I don't. I don't want to say it's obvious, but it looks as though the backups we have right now aren't. <laughs> Aren't going to be the future at UK football at quarterback. Uh, you got Bowley coming in, but he's—I doubt if he's going to play as a freshman. So we're going to be in a don't don't you guys think we're going to be in the same situation where we're going to have to go out and get a uh, transfer quarterback again? Well, 
We appreciate the call, Dennis. We, we throw that around. Uh, yeah, that is a that is a true concern. That is that is a real concern, Van Hiles, uh Yeah, Cutter. No, Tim Couch came in and ran the option as a freshman. <laughs> I don't know. Of a, I don't know of a freshman quarterback that came in here and lit it up. Uh, Van was Dusty mm-hmm. a red shirt. Well, Dusty might have been a red shirt. I think Dusty Bonner. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. play because he played behind Couch. Right, that yeah, that first year. Uh, yeah, Van, is that a true concern? Is are you optimistic about the future, or is next year a throwaway year? And that's going to be what Max is. That'll be if, if if Trevin comes back. That'll be Trevin's senior year. There'll be uh, Deion Walker's eligible NFL draft year. Uh, yep. Maxwell's eligible draft year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, silver. There will be a lot of people who have opportunity to come out next year. I mean, it's not a concern to me because you always have the portal. That's a, that's a great thing about the portal. Uh, we'll see, man. I, look, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So it's so hard for me to look for the 2024 about the quarterback position. Um, I just trust that this staff is going to identify – a quarterback that's going to be able to make us competitive next year. That's the way I look at it. Larry, are you concerned? You've been around a whole lot of uh... – uh, A little bit, and I, th- and I think Liam would like to correct that situation at, at quarterback where you don't have to rely on a transfer and you get somebody in here and you can play him two to three years and you've got that guy. And I, and I think they believe Bowley will be that guy. And I think they believe Stone Saunders will be that guy in that next recruiting class. But I think it would be a little unrealistic to think that Bowley could go from playing against Boyle County and Lexington Catholic today to playing against Alabama and Tennessee a year from now. I mean, that's just – I mean, a few can do it, but you better have really, really good pieces all the way around you to to do it. And I think that would be unrealistic. So I think Van is right. The plan will be transfer – 33 or whatever will be in here at quarterback next year for a one-year deal. So we just got to make it over that hump. And we have to make it over this hump. We got one more session before we reach the top of the hour. We have Kristen Peake joining us. So get your calls in for this last segment. 859-280-2287 is 859-280-CATS. We'll be back after this. You are listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk. This hour is presented by Country Board Brewing. I am Anthony White, along with Van Hiles and Larry Vault. We have, let's get to the phone lines. The phone lines have been heavy. And working, so we're going to head to the phone lines and see what Bob has to say. Good morning, Bob. How's it going? Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Uh, hey, as I was watching the game last night, uh, the blue-white game, and watching Fierro hitting threes and having some success right around the rim with some physical uh, finishes, I wondered what you guys thought of this comparison. Do you think he could develop into a player like a Grant Williams? that was a very effective college basketball player, four-year guy that could play a kind of an undersized four? 
we have talked about that on here. And I do. Uh, the only reason I don't like the comparison because I don't know if anybody in America, maybe outside of all nations, like Grant Williams. He, I just don't like him as a person. But you're absolutely right. And we have talked about that in some sets. So I thought that, uh, Larry, that we, I, I thought we agreed that he could play a four in some, some smaller sets for us. Yeah, I think he can play a lot of spots. I think he's a very versatile guy, does a lot of little things well, and you just have to have a, a coach that's going to trust him to do that and, and, and understand his strengths. I, I really like Adu. I think he's the kind of guy that you need. Uh, again, I, I have thought that Reed Shepard and Adu might be the two most important guys on this year's team because they're the two guys that I think can impact winning and be happy without scoring. And, and Bob, before, uh, that was one of the topics I was probably going to get into here. Before, so since you brought it up, I do want to ask you this before we get you off. Uh, you asked about uh, Thiero playing the four. Are you asking that because of how good Thiero is and the size he's put on, or do you think there is a uh, do you think there's a shortage at the four? Uh, I think it's more about his skill set and the modern basketball. Now, I will say this. I don't think Cal likes a four that's not a long guy, that's not a shot blocker. Uh, but, you know, I'm, having said that, though, uh, he's showed the ability around the rim to, to, to block some shots. I just, I just really like him, and I think he's got a lot of intangibles. And I think the point about uh, him not having to play all the time and still – Having a, having a great attitude and a team-first attitude, I think, is a really good one, too. All right. We well, appreciate the call, Bob. Uh, well, I've, since we have transitioned to basketball, Larry, I was watching, and I was a little bit concerned. My When I'm watching the game, I'm kind of thinking of topics for this morning, and I'm thinking, what are we going to do at the point guard position? And oh, you didn't really see it. I'm not sure if Van saw it. But it seemed Rob Denningham, that first 10 minutes of the first half, Seemed to struggle controlling the rock a little while with it. I was, I, they, and but that turned out to be that uh, that DJ Wagner and our hands were, are, were really active in the, while they're dribbling, so they they kind of knocked the ball loose a few times. But when Rob Dillingham, when he got comfortable, and I, it looked like he transformed as the game was going. He controlled the ball better, got to the bucket, man was knocking down threes. But all that happened from the first ten minutes. Didn't see any of that. He just. Kind of was a dude out there taking wild shots. I can't say ill-advised in a game like that. All shots are good because everybody's trying to showcase their skills. But I was kind of concerned that he wasn't he wasn't handling and protecting the rock a whole lot. Uh, but as a middle of the first quarter, a middle of the first half, and you know, going on, man, he getting to the bucket, man, finding the spot, three of seven from three point range. Uh, but piggybacking off of, and this is just general. Coach, uh, I don't know, you probably didn't get a chance to see the whole game. But this is just kind of in general. Is there a concern, you or Van, is there a concern when you talk about the five? Justin Edwards was uh, – he was one of five from three. I thought he took – he took a lot of – I thought he took quite a few jumpers. Uh, Trey Mitchell continued to stroke pretty good. He was 50%. He was two of four from three. The problem was Justin Edwards lived outside a whole lot, and Trey, Trey Mitchell lived outside a whole lot. All of our bigs are on the what is what is uh, Cal says banged up. So, are we? Do we not have anybody that wants to go on the block? No. Are they going? Are they going to practice? That? Are they going to work on that? No, no, they no they don't. I mean, Trey Mitchell's a, uh, probably going to be the five for a while, and he would he's going to have to be that stretch five for you. He didn't want to get in there and get his head beat in all all the time. So they really don't have that guy. That's why I think Thierry will be a pretty important 
banger in all for them. So, yeah, there was a, a lot with Dillahan's game to like. But, again, I think he's also the kind of guy, when he can take 23 shots, he's pretty happy, and he's going to be the kind of guy doing what you want. I mean, how many times is he going to get 23 shots in a, in a what I call a real game? Now, I did like the fact that he had seven assists, but in a blue-white game, sometimes you can put up gigantic numbers just like, are you going to worry because Antonio Reeves went one for nine? No. So am I going to get overly excited because Dillingham got 40? No. Yeah, well, we can find a little bit more out about this because I do have a whole lot of, well, not a whole lot, quite a few questions I want to ask Kristen Peake when she gets on. She can maybe enlighten us a little bit about She'll have the answers. Unless she knows the injury report, I'm not sure how much she's going to help because you sound like we're going to be without bigs for quite a while, Larry, and I don't like that. Well, you know, Calipari just keep pushing back the timeline every time. you. Now he's talking about he doesn't even want to talk timeline. Oh, Lord. Well, somebody who will want to talk a lot about basketball and have a lot of great things to say is Kristen Peek, NBA draft analyst, rivals, high school basketball recruit specialist. We will have Kristen Peek on at the top of the hour. You are listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.